Hey guys, I love you so much. I thank God for you. I thank God for you. I thank God we here. I thank God we here. It feels good to be free, doesn't it? Don't it feel good to, you know, exit out of a life of disappointments? And don't it, doesn't it feel so good to experience, you know, God's great hand upon your life? You know, receiving good news and great reports and, you know, elevation and people are noticing what God is doing in your life and even you seeing the things that God is doing. Because you never gave up and you never will. And I said, God, I want to fall in love with your word. I want to read and I want to keep reading. I want to love reading more than watching a movie, more than watching TV, more than, you know, putting on makeup or getting dressed or things that I like doing as a woman. I want to fall so much more in love with just reading your word. What do you want me to read right now? And God said, 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your cares upon me, for I care that much for you. And then under that, be alert, watch. Be sober and watch because Satan is walking around, prancing around like a roaring lion seeking what are you in your life you he can devour. What are you in, his, in your life that he can des destroy? What are you in your life that he can attack you in? Be alert. Be on the look. But cast all your cares upon me. Don't be afraid. Don't focus on him. Just be alert. Be on the look. Be advised. Remember. Stay reminded. Don't ever forget. That he's prancing back and forth, seeking what area, what areas in your life, where, 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 what, who can I use to devour you, to devour me. But I love how God said before that, before he tell you about that, he give you the answer, cast all your cares. Don't care about it. Just be on the look. That's like when you see somebody who you know who's after you. Trying to do things to destroy you. You know they there. But you're not bothered by it. Because what they're trying to do has nothing in you. And Satan knows he has nothing in you. Has nothing in me. Because we cast all our cares. And then as we cast our cares, God said, now look, watch. Be on the look, but not keep your attention there. Keep your attention on me. That's how you stay alert. That's how you stay on the look. That's how you stay sober to watch. That's how you be aware of where he is and what earth he's trying to attack you in. What earth are he, you know, he's looking at? What family members he's looking at? What co-workers? What people in traffic? Matter of fact, I lift that up right now. 
Roll rage. I cast it down. So many, so many people push people down the road. Car be so close to turn the hurry up. Some don't even signal. And then when you signal with your horn to tell somebody if they car coming too close, they beat back. You arguing. Some people went home prematurely due to it. Fussing and fighting. Rushing on the road. How many times you saw somebody rush to get to a red light? Whatever we rush into, it's going to be there. Slow down on the road. Stop texting while you're driving. Holy Spirit is saying. Stop texting. God created a headpiece. An earpiece. And a mouthpiece. Even a speaker that you can just talk to while you're driving. Because even though you know how to drive, somebody else on the road may not. Everybody don't have a license. Everybody not obeying the law. Some people are driving drunk. Some driving high. Some driving angry. They're not sober enough to be alert on the road. Men don't have insurance. They hit you. They gone. Keep your car doors locked. Because people are hopping in people's cars. I'll never forget. It was a guy plotting to take mine. When I was living in my car. And I will never forget the evil in his eyes. Like I'm about to take this car. I don't care if this little boy back here sleep or not. I'm about to get you and him up out of here. Because I need this car to joyride. But he prevailed not. Thank you, Father. And I saw that gentleman again around people that I currently know. And I wanted, it took everything in me not to call him out. I remember you. You were the guy that was trying to take my car from me that night. But God said, don't say that. Pray for him instead. I never been so angry to pray for somebody because I really didn't even want to pray for him for real. I'm gonna be honest, I didn't. Because I was so scared that night because of him. Kept brushing against my door, kept looking in the car. All types of type of the night, I couldn't sleep. He didn't care about me rolling up no windows. He knew that I had my keys in the car. And it was that late. I had to stay in that parking spot or move to another, but it wasn't no more around there. Or you would be in a tow zone. And I prayed for him and I prayed for him and the anger started going away more and more. And I prayed for him. And make a long story short, I see him driving a delivery car for Parciano's Pizza. God didn't just bless him with a job to have money so he won't have to rob anybody. He also caused him to be a delivery man where he can have the company car so he don't have to steal it anymore. Thank you, God, for fervent, effectual prayers. <laughs> the effectual fervent prayer, James 5.16, of a righteous man availeth much. God ain't say, you know, 
anything about how I felt. He just told me to keep praying for him. Because I saw it as being real trifling. I'm a woman in here with a child. And you see this child back here. For real though? For real though? You think I choose to be right here with a blanket? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> in a complex? Wouldn't I be inside if I lived here? Who chooses to be in their car? That's not you know right there and there. I don't have nowhere to go. And you didn't care. So I didn't care about praying for you. And I never thought I would say that. But I was just that mad in that situation. Because I was in my feelings due to my situation. You understand? Whole time being set up to prosper. And I love this story. God said, go to Job. Now I don't read Job. You don't read Job. But it's nothing like every time we become better, we exceed, we excel, we receive on a higher level than ever before. How I received Job even two hours ago, all the way down to I was two years old, would not be the same as the encounter I'm about to encounter right now. Hallelujah. Because I have became better. I have became better spiritually. You know, with my sight, hearing, and my comprehending. In my heart. We also excel, you know, in our vision. Spiritually. And now hearing spiritually, we hear more, we see more, like our Father. We comprehend more, like our Father. And God say, read about Job. God, I read about Job. If anybody's story I know, I know Job. Read about Job. Job was a very honest, loving man. Ten kids, seven boys, three daughters. Had countless cattle, oxen, people working for him by the thousands. And the Bible considered Job to be the most influential man on the east of us. He was a great man. That means that everybody loved Job. And if everybody loved you, then everybody going to love your children. So his family was, you know, very cared for. And it showed that how great of a father Job is. And how great of a mother his wife is. How they raised their, their children right. Because they all got along. His sons do parties a lot. And they invited their sisters to come. It wasn't, no, some of his sons or half of his sons. They were all together, all his kids. Partying regularly. But being brought up as children of God. But still enjoying partying. Enjoying their good life. And Job knew that. He was okay with it. Because it was his house they were partying in. That shows that his kids got along. He got along. And it also shows his personality as a father. By saying. After every party. Job would go before God. And burn an incense. A sacrifice made. For each child. Just in case they have sinned. And they had to party regularly, which they did. 
Because the Bible said that Joseph, I mean, that Job became faithful. He made atonement regularly, burning sacrifices for his kids just in case they have sinned. Just in case. He didn't look at one and say, no, you the one look rebellious. Yeah, you the one be in trouble all the time. Yeah, I know I got to lift one up for you. No, he did amongst them all. He wasn't like my precious daughters. I know you wouldn't do wrong. I don't have to look up, lift up one for you. No, he lift up an incense and burnt it regarding them all. Every morning after they partied all night long. Father, just in case my children done anything unaware in their presence, in your presence, unaware without me even knowing. I give it over to you. Don't hold them accountable. I'm a faithful man. I love you. Look at my worship unto you regarding my children and spare them for me. Every time he did that. That shows how cool of a father Job really is. To go before God, just in case my child did this. Not you ain't going to party in my house. You ain't going to know. Y'all going to go elsewhere. No, it showed you how much their family got along. How much fun they really had as a family. It showed that Job wasn't strict. He was a cool dad. A fun dad letting his children be children. He knew that it may be something going on because I'm lifting it up before God just in case. But I'm not going to accuse you. I'm not going to assume. I'm not going to prejudge you. But just in case you've done something you weren't supposed to do, I'm going to go to God on your behalf. And you're going to be good from there because I have favor with him. So do you as my children. So what did Quinesha do? <laughs> I lift up my son before God just in case. Just in case, I don't see my son all the day long. I know that mistakes can happen, even unaware, in a, unintentionally. Just in case, because of my worship unto you, God. Just in case, I lift it up unto you. And before I even said anything, God say, indeed. And I went further than my son. I went to every, about every connection, just in case, God. People you have connected to me, just in case. That's something I'm going to always do before God. Regarding any child that God will use me to bring forth here, just in case. The entire lifestyle, just in case. The entire upbringing, just in case. Every member in my home, just in case, God. Just in case. And his kids weren't even aware he did that. That shows how really cool he was. He wasn't a nagger. Looking around snooping. What y'all got? What y'all doing? What y'all do? No, he let them be. Have fun. Enjoy the good life. Have fun. It kind of remind me of the Obamas. Very, you know, very, very, very influential family. Positively. Get along so well. They're always together. They present themselves so well. And people always try to figure out what can they find fault at, you know, at someone. What areas can we find fault in you? And somehow one of his daughters... You know, posted on Instagram smoking a joint at a party. 
And it went viral. You think her, and her father was the president at the time. And what do you think happened? He didn't say take that off. He didn't say any of that. He still showed her love. I love you even though. Now I'm sure he gave her a talk about what to do. But it wasn't like you in trouble. You making the whole family look bad. I can't believe you. I'm so mad. I'm disappointing you. No, I love you. You my daughter. I'm not focused on what people got to say about us. Because can't nobody come between us. We're a family. Now we are example to make America better and other nations better. How can they make us and we the ones in the house? So we stick together. And he let her keep it on there. And she posted all kinds of things. And people realize he's, you know, not that type of dad. That's about image and, you know, perfection. He's about love. I don't want my kids hiding anything from me. I don't want you going away, moving to another state so you can do something. No. Whatever you think you can do by my back, be bold enough to do it in my face. And I love Job's testimony of his relationship with his kids. They all got along so well. Such a cool father, such a cool dad. But scrolling down, I'm in the first chapter. And just scrolling down. And then one day, the angels came to report to God. And Satan came along with them. Now imagine that. Satan walking around with the angels on a way to go to God. To make a report unto God. But God stopped the angel before they even said anything because God, I, you know, he singled out Satan. That's like if somebody around you who you know gossip, who you know is trouble, and somebody about to tell you something, you don't want that trouble, that trouble starter to hear what they got to say regarding anything because they're going to try to use that to keep the trouble going. So God pretty much singled out Satan to stop the angels from reporting what they about to report. He didn't want Satan to hear whatever they had to say because God already knew what he was about to do. And I love this. Satan came along with them. How bold was that? And God singled out Satan and said, what have you been up to? God, knowing that he kicked them out, knowing that he created him, knowing he was the one that deceived them before the foundation and still decided to create him. So much glory and salvation. God loves his glory. He loved to be glorified. Just like we love to be complimented for the accomplishments God used us to do. Just like we love to benefit and reap the rewards due to God using us. Don't you love being powerful? Don't you love being blessed? Don't you love, you know, God adding people into your life? Don't you love the wealth? Don't you love the, you know, everything good? It helps you feel good. And that's how God receives that. You know, his compliments do his glory. Because when Satan tried to cause the fall, God used it to cause us to prosper. 
There's a difference between Jacob's raising and Job's raising. In the Bible, it said Joseph was Jacob's favorite because he had Joseph at an old age. But I dig deeper than that. I received my mystery. And God said, when you find a mystery in the word, it's yours to keep. A mystery is nothing but having a vision to see beyond what your natural eyes can see in the word, in the book. Because everything wasn't able to be documented. So your vision take you further, you know, along with the encounter, the testimony, what you're reading, what you're encountering spiritually. And my vision took me deeper with Jacob. Yes, I understand you love Joseph because he's the firstborn of Rachel. We get that. You wanted Rachel. You didn't want Leah. But you had to marry Leah in order to have Rachel. You had to work for the father for more years. But you got your wife. And she seemed to be barren. Leah was teasing her. I got his kids. You may got his heart, but I got his kids. And she conceived Joseph. They didn't say that he was Joseph's, I mean, Joseph was his favorite because he was from Rachel. No, Joseph was favorite because he had him at old age. But here's my mystery. Then there goes Benjamin. So Jacob was older when he conceived Benjamin with Rachel. So that would make Benjamin to be his favorite and not Joseph. So it had nothing to do with age. It had everything to do with firstborn from Rachel, I'm about to say Rebecca, that's Isaac, from Rachel. Hallelujah. And I love the testimony of it because Jacob singled him out. He had many sons, but singled out Joseph. And when he made Joseph that coat, that was Satan using him to fall. Because what did Joseph do with that coat? He went out in front of his brothers and he gloated. Look what father made me. He was pressed to tell his brothers that. Pressed to tell Levi. Pressed to tell Reuben. Pressed to tell Judah. Look what God made me. I mean, look what uh, dad made me. Not a coat of one color. Not a coat of two colors. A coat of many colors. That means that he put his heart in it for me. He loves me more than you. Pretty much. They couldn't take it anymore. They couldn't take it anymore. Jacob didn't think, let me make all of my sons something. Because that wasn't Joseph's first time gloating. Because that wasn't Jacob's first time showing Joseph favoritism. And that favoritism got him betrayed and sold. God never told Jacob, thank you for the revelation. God never told Jacob about the truth regarding what his sons have done. You know why? Because God wanted to spare Jacob for what he called Joseph to do. Because how can Joseph live with himself knowing that he was at fault? It's your fault he been told. Because you treated him better than the others. And they envied him to the point where they hated him. Envy is very poisonous. It's very poisonous. Poisonous. 
A person can envy so much to the point they want you dead. It happens all the time. People killing people. Because they want to be like you so bad. Some kill because they've been resented by people they look up to and admire. And people look at them like they're strange because they have an obsession over them. Get away from me. You're keeping me out. I just want to be your friend. Well, you're you scaring me. Earth's all turn around. you right here. And they reject them. And then it gets violent. Even when the relationships, you can't leave me. If I can't have you, nobody going to have you. I'm going to kill you and myself. You understand? I lift that up right now, God. That that stops now. Come against the spirit of envy and jealousy. God didn't want to put Jacob to shame because God was doing something. He was setting Joseph up to prosper. That very thing that caused him to fall, which was that coat. He used that same coat to cause him to prosper. Because they stripped it from him. They dipped it in that blood and said that he was attacked. He was murdered by the wild animals. And that's all Jacob had was that ripped up coat with some blood on it. That wasn't even his son's. And I'm going to tell you the marvelous part of this story. That I also received a mystery. That Jacob, I mean, that yeah, Jacob, but Joseph never said anything to his brothers again about what they'd done. Because he had forgiven them by saying it was for the glory. And when they went to go get their father, Jacob never knew what they had done. But I can imagine he was thinking, you guys bought me back his clothing, his coat. It was stripped up. It was ripped up. But Jacob must have also thought, my son got away. And then also I thought, why didn't he come back home? Why didn't he come back home? Imagine what's in Jacob's mind. Just because he's old, he still have a mind to think. He's still a man of wisdom. He's still a man of God. A lot of that was going on. It was like a, you know, a healing process. I thought you were dead. I got your, he probably still kept the coat. That has something from his son. And you're here? You're not dead? You're not eating by animals as it was told to me? Now he never said to us, so he never even considered that they lied. Because he never would have thought they would do that. Just like Joseph didn't. Why would you do this to me, brothers? Don't do this to me. Don't leave me here. I want to go home. I want father. No. You think you're better than us. We can't stand you, Joseph. Get away from us. You did this to yourself. And that very thing that God used to have him to fall, that coat, because of the jealousy and envy, because Jacob treated him better, favoritism. Favoritism causes envy. Thank you, God. Favoritism causes jealousy. We cannot treat one better than the other. That goes for jobs, everything, family members. It happens to us all the time. I know you have encountered it too. I was favored so much on a job. And I had. And the thing is, what saved me from my coworkers envying me, because I can feel it going sour. She's always getting to each other mouth. She's always getting praised. She always, you know what I did? I praised them. I lifted them up. 
I spent some of my paycheck, you know, ordering out food and buying flowers for them and doing things for them. And I even went to my, my supervisor at the time. Stop singling me out. I appreciate it. No, I don't care how they take it. They're going, you just, so you doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah, but you're causing conflict here. <laughs> you understand? You got to, you know, uplift everybody. And that's what I did with my team. And that's what helped me on the job. Because what I did was I called them out for what they wasn't doing. But letting them know that I see them as doing that. So what I did was I called things that be not though it were. You always on time for work. Thank you. I am. You should not know what time it is. And by them seeing how happy I was and how much I was praising them about it, they start coming on time. You always come back on your lunch break. You don't take long on your lunch break at all. Thank you. We need you. Oh, thank you. I love your attitude. I love your energy. I thank you for it. And they could be just sitting down lazy all day. Calling things that be not. They start feeling motivated. Yeah, let me get up and do something. Let me go help out with something. You understand? We became a very powerful team. So powerful in that facility that they had to spread us out. Because we was getting spotlighted too much. So they wanted me to spread it out by going to other classrooms to help them too. And some teachers felt like, who going to come and teach me how to be a teacher? It ain't even about that. I'm here to help. I don't need no help. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not going to argue. I don't argue with anybody. No, I do not. I don't. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> I did that one time, and I noticed the police was around. <laughs> I would never do that again. <laughs> no. There was a woman. Why am I doing this, Father, today? What's up with it? I already testified. Why do I do it again? Different audience. Okay. It's all good, Father. I was getting picked on, and I was getting so tired of it. I was a teenager, y'all. I wasn't, I wasn't an adult. No, I'm not a teenager. I kept getting picked on. I was getting tired of it. I was getting tired of it. I was like, you know what? And the person wanted to fight me so bad because they were so jealous over a boy. And I didn't even care about boys. I see you, Angel. I love you. Come closer. I didn't even like boys. I was just into cheering. I was cheering, living in Southwest, cheering for the recreation center. And this guy who was 19, I'm 14, who kept trying to flirt with me. I don't like boys and you are too old for me if I did. Please get away. That's gross. Gross. I'm in junior high school. You graduated high school two, three years ago. Get away from me. You pervert. But I didn't want to call you that. And the, and the girl got mad. Oh, he wants you? Oh, God. Look, we're on the same chili team. I don't want to fight. I don't like fighting. You know, I'm not a trouble man. I don't like trouble. I avoid fights. I will walk away. I will run from a fight. I don't like it. I don't like it. But she kept on picking with me. And I went home. And I got a watermelon knife. I call it that because all my mother cut watermelons with that knife. And I put it inside of my pants and, cut and put my tank top over it. I said, if she bothered me, that's it. I'm a fighter, but that's not all I'm going to do. See what I'm saying? I was, I was snapping, not even aware. Not even aware. That would never happen again, y'all. Hold up. You be snapping? No, I don't. No. <laughs> I have wronged no man. Oh, God. 
like Paul said, hallelujah. But seriously, guys, back to the story. And she just, you know, she got behind me and started brushing against me. You know, somebody trying to, you know, shove you, you know, try to brush your car. I couldn't take it anymore. I said, you know what? I don't even want to fight you. I was about to, but I don't want to fight you. Oh, you don't? It's whatever. It's whatever. It's whatever. You know what? I don't want to fight. I want to kill you. I'm going to kill Oh, God. I blacked out. Everything turned black but her. And she was running. And I had the knife in my hand. And the whole neighborhood was right there. Run, girl, run. Run. I will never forget she had a pair of all-star chucks. And she tried to climb the tree in some chucks. She tried to climb that tree. And I thank God that she ran. But everybody knew that Nene cool. She not like that. She cheered. She a good student. She not, you know, she did something to make her get that knife on her. Because she always picking with somebody. So everybody in the neighborhood was looking out for me. And it was like the movie Friday scene where they beat up Debo. It was like that scene. Everybody out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they took the knife when the police, the police was called. They took the knife and they somebody threw it way like going towards Blue Plains somewhere. They threw the they threw the knife towards DC Village. We was all the way up Wingate. Went from Oak Park to Wingate. That's how far she ran so fast. And the police came, seven district came. And because of, you know, she had, you know, her, her mother. You know, when you got more than one witness testifying against you in front of police, they got to, you know, take you in for questioning. And I'm 14 years old. They taking me in. My mother, my stepfather up there, he got on all black. You already know what he was thinking about, but he got on all black. You know, he got a, you know, you already know what that means. <laughs> he got it all, just an all black, like an old man. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. But I thank God that never happened again. No. No. I blacked out. I couldn't take it anymore. I mean, this was going on for hours. Like, the whole afternoon to the evening, it was dark time when I chased her. Like, eight hours of her kept picking with me, and I kept walking away. She's following me, bumping me, shoving I'm just ignoring the bumping. I couldn't take that no more. I couldn't take, and my sister wasn't around. It's like, every time something like that, she was not, thank God she wasn't, because she's not that sister to, no. Everybody knew her around there. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. And not as being troublemaker, but knowing that they just called her about about it. Because she just, you know, she didn't take no mess. But she would take up for anybody in a heartbeat. Give you the clothes off her back. But when you do something wrong, that's it. That's it. But anyway, she probably like, why you, why you putting me out there? Oh, God. That's enough about my sister, y'all. She good, though. You know what I'm saying? My sister, y'all. Oh, God. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, God. <laughs> Let me give her a shout out. Maybe she'll like that. <laughs> oh. And this is back to Job's story. You know, coming from Jacob. He never even knew what they did. About the betrayal, about them lying, or him be, even being sold. He thought that, you know, what you would think, he got away from the animals and ended up in Egypt. You understand. There were no telephones. There was no Facebook, none of that. You understand. And then God... I asked Satan, what you been up to? Even though God knows what Satan doing. Because Satan is looking at Job. Oh, he came across Job. Oh, a blessed man. Oh, influential is he? One of the greatest influential men on the East Coast. 
Mmm, great family, kids get along. Wow, you are blessed. All this cattle, all these oxen, all these servants, beautiful wife, beautiful home. My God, you are blessed. And Satan know that it's not the things that make him blessed. Satan knew it was his relationship. Satan knew that. Satan was after his heart. Just like my spiritual dad said, and you say, because we all say what God says. Due to us receiving, you know, wisdom and knowledge and gaining understanding regarding his word. And God said to Satan, Oh, God said, what have you been up to? And here goes Satan answering God. Oh, going here and there, checking things out on earth. <laughs> I got kicked out of heaven. Can't go to hell yet. Checking out things on earth. Seeing what areas in people's life I can devour. And God knew that. Imagine him just walking around. Oh, here's a man. Oh, wow. And that's how he do with you. Oh, blessed. Hmm. Okay. And seeking what areas in your life he can devour. And this, I'm, I'm going to speed up a little bit. He said, checking things out on earth. And God said to Satan, have you noticed my friend Job? God know he did. He had his eye on Job. And that's why God say, have you seen my friend? My friend, Job? There's no one quite like him, honest and true to his word, totally devoted to me and hating evil. And Satan replied. So do you think Job does all that out of the sheer goodness of his heart? Why? No, no one ever had it so good. You pamper him like a pet. Make sure nothing bad ever happens to him or his family or his possessions. Bless everything he does. He can't lose. Satan already know that. <laughs> it's his relationship. It's not the, you know, material things. Satan knows that. Satan knows that. He wanted to get to Job's heart by taking the things away, seeing if that would work because he couldn't take God away because God is faithful. God couldn't be away. So Satan had to ask for the materials to leave. You understand? Satan know that because if Satan could, he would have said, God, why don't you depart from him? Let's see what he do when you back up. Let's see what he do when you don't answer him. That's going to make God a liar. And Satan knows that. Satan knows that God is faithful because he encountered God's faithfulness in the kingdom. He know that. He even sung songs about God's faithfulness. Even wrote them. So he knew he couldn't ask God to leave him. So he asked, well, take the things away. And the, the things that, you know, they begin to be taken away. Started with the cattle, the oxen, his kids. Like everything started to happen all at once. Now imagine that. Your life going so well. And it's always been that way. So well. So blessed because of your relationship. And all of a sudden, you experience a tragedy in such a way that you never encountered before. My God, what happened? What happened? All of them gone? 
Somebody stole all of it? Somebody took all of it? God. My kids died? All of them? God. You understand? Everybody but his wife. Because Satan already knew her heart. Oh, trust me. When he's searching, he searches. He knew that Job was more stronger in his faith walk, in his relationship with God than his wife was. Because if she was, as her husband was, she wouldn't have said what she said about God. No woman of God would ever say curse God and die. You understand? Not saying she wasn't. I'm sure she was married to him. But she took her eyes off of God to say that statement because she meant it. She meant it. And he put her right in her place. Oh, you foolish woman to say things foolish like that. I will not. Now imagine how he feel going through all that and you here to help him and yet you, you try to hinder. Now imagine that. Someone sent to help you and, hind and try to hinder you. That's like you have help as a, you know, you're a president, you have a vice president there to help you in office, but yet all they do is play video games all day. You're supposed to help me. Or they speaking things negatively and you trying to make, you know, matters better. You, what, what, you, no. Yeah, I know you encountered that before from somebody, anybody. You try to make matters right and somebody comes to you about a story and they give you their version of it. Let me tell you this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> oh, God, I can't go no further until I say this. I feel it. Okay. When someone comes to any of us about a story or something that happened, and they tell you their version, don't just go off of it, no matter who the person is. Don't just go off of what one person say. Hear, the, hear, hear it all, you know, overall. What's your part in this? Because you know how many people listen to the wrong side of the story? That happened to me so many times. And God did not have me to speak up for myself. And those people encountered me thinking those things without even coming to me, knowing me better than that. And I felt some kind of way. You know me better than that. Have you ever heard of me doing or saying anything like that ever before? So why now? And it bothered me. How dare you to believe something like that? Won't you be woman or man enough to agree with that to come to me and see what I got to say concerning in the person's face? They never did. God never had it to happen. You know why? Because God said to me, Quenisha, get out the way. Because you've already been justified. You don't have to go around trying to justify yourself. Even though it was wrong. Yeah, it was wrong. But you've been justified. And because of that, I am your defender. Let me do it. Because who can do it like I can? Because when I do it, it's dealt with for good. Thank you, Father. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. See, God don't do it to cause us to separate to be apart. God defends to cause it to be together as one. See the difference? It's not to be set down. It's to be set up. That's why I love how God does things. Hallelujah. A marriage, you know, a, two spouses arguing and fussing. God don't want to hear one side. God have you both to come together in agreement. Because he's for both of you as one. Hallelujah. I love that. When you think about pleasing him and how you receive his glory, do
due to you know how good he is and everything he's done for you and doing for you, you don't want to do nothing to upset him by doing anything that's unlike him. Even regarding you laying your life down, you know to keep it down because that satisfies him, because that's who you are, a new creation, because the old has passed away. So give him that level of respect to remain his way. Him like, you understand? And Job encountered that for the first time. He encountered that for the first time. Such a tragedy. It's like you sitting at home with your family. Y'all been doing that for years. You know, your whole children upbringing has been right. All your kids get along. You know, all of a sudden imagine just out of nowhere or a tornado come and just take everybody out but you and your wife. Sort of thing. And you got cuts, bruises, and scrapes because of it. But he had, you know, you know, his skin was just, you know, real bad, real bad. And the images they show in that children's Bible book that I had, I was like, darn, that looks bad, Joe. Jesus. And there was always a messenger to, to, to arrive at Job to give him bad news. Always give him bad news. They go another message, arrive, and said, Boats of light struck the sheep and the shepherds and fried them, burnt them to Chris. I'm the only one to get out alive and tell you what happened. He was spared to be a messenger. While he was still talking, another messenger arrived and said, Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. Did another messenger. Did another messenger. Then Job got to his feet, ripped his robe, shaved his head. Jesus. And he worshiped. Imagine your partner coming to you saying, you know, curse God. Don't believe God. Let's do it this way. You know, oh God, Jesus. I know that Job is in the kingdom, but for him to encounter such. God has granted him favor to give him all of that plus more again. But he would never forget the children that he had. You understand? And he would see them again, trust me. He already have in the kingdom. But to know that to encounter such and don't blame God for it, but just see it through. I know sometimes we be like, come on with this. God darn, another disappointment? Jeez. And the first person we go to is God because we know he's the all-sufficient one. You know, he's responsible for us. You know, nothing can happen without his approval. Like, why would you approve this? But it's for the glory. So when we think like him, we already know what's going on. We already say words like persecution is good. 
I'm not going to tell my son to calm down because I'm recording. I want him to enjoy. He's laughing at something. I, I don't want to stop his fun. So if you hear him laughing, it's, it's all good. It's all good. It's like I'm so blessed by this story. It caused me to be so, you know, so much. I'm a fun mom. I'm a firm mom. But it caused me to be so much more laid back as a woman of God. You know, going to God regarding things. Just, just in case, God. You know, I have a great son. Just in case, you know, you know, unintentionally he do something. You know, even unaware that he did it. I lift it up before you. Even a man you have me to marry. I lift up things, even his family, his end, before you, just in case. Even the people that's not even here yet, that will be here, just in case. And I love how Job never told his children he did that. Imagine him, you know, he wasn't in the party with them. He wasn't far from it. It was his house. He was elsewhere watching them having a great, have a great time. And they did it over and over again. All of a sudden you get a report, you know, you've been murdered. What? God. All 10? All 10. God. I just thank God for, you know, us being a servant. Being committed, not giving up. And when I came across that scripture, guys, I was like, God, now I see that Satan can ask you, can he do things to us? And you can say yes to him, grant him that favor because you're setting us up to prosper. But I was like, God, don't do that regarding me because I don't want to go through that process. I said that to God. And I would go to Satan, and this is in the past, I would go to Satan, no, you cannot ask God to tempt me with nothing. Leave me alone. Now, I have the same power he has, and I'm telling you, no. You ain't got to go to him. Hear me say it. No. I just do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that happened to me. Her life is so blessed. You always sparing her. Sure, so much favor, your grace, everything. You, you know, your shield on her. You just, you know, take some things away. But I thank God I learned. It took some, you know, recognition for me to recognize what's going on here because I didn't do what Job did. No. I looked at the problem. And I was like, what? And I went back to drinking. You understand? I was like, God, you know, I'm still here, but, you know, uh, you know, you know what it is. I'm not going to, I can't hide from you, you know. I still love you. Don't let me go, you know. Back to drinking. There goes the cigarettes. There goes the neighborhood around the corner. There goes the 1800, the Jose Cuevo, the Hennessy, the Ciroc, the Belvedere. God, three olives, the rum, the tequila, <laughs> which that is, 1800. There goes the gin and juice. I'm trying to tell you, I was whatever, it ain't matter. Whatever my pockets was like, there goes the wild Alice Rose. Oh God. There goes the Natty Daddy. There goes the 211. The MD2020, the Thunderbird. Oh God. There goes the Veracroft. Oh God. That's like what? $2.50 for a fifth? And you can imagine how potent that is. 
There goes the Picardi on a good day. You understand? Seriously. And guess what God did? <laughs> I mean, there goes me, you know, being deceived. And Satan, he used my strength against me. And my strength was men. I didn't care about that. No. I, no, I did not. Not at all. And Satan used me to be greatly deceived by one. Jesus. That wasn't what Job did. He stayed faithful. See, God was, you know, and I thank God for him still allowing Satan to do it. Because God already knew, you know, he knew the outcome. Even though he saw Satan thinking that he won, Satan was enjoying what he was saying going through my life. That man is not for me. I'm not going to say you're the worst man possible, but you was be. You're not for me. God, thank you for not being. Oh, God, excuse me. Sorry, I didn't say that. Oh, God. Oh, God. Nothing about it. Nothing. And I hold myself accountable. I decided. Everything was going so fast. Just like, like Job. Everything was going so fast. I'm not used to nothing leaving. I always had. And I start looking at my son. You, you, he, you know, he's young. He always had more than enough. We go on cruises. We do things. You go on flights. You're a young kid to be on a plane. They went from plane to, you know. Jeez. Went from a plane to, you know, outside of the park. God. But God would spare him a lot by having him go with his dad a lot. And that saved me a lot. Even though he didn't know what was going on. No one knew. God didn't have me to tell anybody anything. You would see that, you know, things are happening to me. But you wouldn't know detail by detail. I had one person say to me, are you cursed? You know, I mean, I mean. But just keep holding on. You know, God darn. I hate to be you. Now, how that look somebody saying to you? You understand? That's like smoking on Friday. I ain't going to use that as no example. But you know what I'm saying? Somebody already down when you're going to say, you got knocked out. Yeah, I use that. You, you got knocked out and you, you already down. You know you did. Why you got to say it? Now somebody going to say, you know, I, I'm glad I'm not you. I hate to be you. God, thank you. But I always have hope. Just, just keep on praying. Because I just kept on believing. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Coming. God. When my family, you know, heard about some of the testimony, they was like, you were what? And you didn't tell us? It wasn't for me to tell, guys. God had me to see it through. Don't blame yourselves. It's what I had to go through. God don't have us to tell everything. Some people tell everything. God don't even say, say nothing. They tell everything. I'm, 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 I'm struggling. I need help. Help me, please. Help me, please. You know what I'm saying? Outside with it. In their underwear. Help me, please. Help me, please. You understand? Don't even know how to stand strong and just wait on God. Going crazy. The gas going up. I'm about to blow this gas station up. They had somebody cut a hole in the, in the thing in the, and they had the gas, you know, pouring out. Jeez, uh, 
You understand? People stealing food. I pray that stops. You understand? But all I have to say is, I thank God. See what happened. I began, to, I had a visitation. I, the Holy Spirit was saying, something good about to happen to you. What? What's happening? In the midst of everything going wrong, bruises on me and all kinds of things and a job that's, you know, I'm struggling. I'm not able, I'm not eating much. I'm giving my food to my son. I'm in the car, this and that. And here go Holy Spirit. Something good happened to you. It's like I can barely walk. I'm limping. I'm limping. Job had, what is it, eczema, whatever that is, leopards, leprosy, whatever he had, the skin disease. Mine wasn't no skin disease, but I was, I was limping due to so much things happening, so much anxiety with my mind. It was affecting my body. Hung over every day. And here go Holy Spirit, something good. What, what, what? I get a visitation from Christ. And here I am now. I never curse God, even though I got a little, you know, frustrated. What's going on here? And whenever I get a little bit agitated, where the anger starts to creep in, God would, you know, spare me a little bit. He would keep me from that point of just saying, forget it, man. I was never a suicidal thinker, but I was, you know, I was like, it'd be better if I was at home. I had enough of earth. I mean, I'm, I'm sick of earth. I'm done with it. But that's, you know, that is thinking suicidal. You saying words like that. But I didn't never like thought to hurt myself. No. But saying you want to go home, that's, you know, that's a suicidal thought. And you want to end your assignment. And God said that's words of a coward to quit. Because we don't quit. You going to quit? No. Every time he asked me that, I don't care how drunk I was. He didn't even care about the alcohol, stumbling and everything. You're going to quit? No. God, no. And some people are talking about your study, helping you, and they know you're going through something on the job, but they want to, you know, gossip about it. You still want to quit? Don't you hearing that? No. And the worst thing to do is to hear somebody gossiping about you, and you, you know, you don't want to throw them no shade, but you know, you feel some kind of way. Oh, for real? You feel like that? Oh, all right. But do, that, do you want to quit and get mad and angry at them? No. Jesus. All that they say, to God be the glory. Because everything that the enemy tried to deceive me in, God's restored back into my life. Everything. And you are included. Took the wrong people out of my life. To restore you back in my life. Thank you. I love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm, oh my God. I wish I would. I'd be kissing all on y'all. Uh -huh. Not the men though. Just the women. Yeah. Mm. Handshakes, guys. You know what I'm saying? Strong, good ones. You know what I'm saying? Jeez. Uh, or a church hug. <laughs> you know, half of one. You know how we do the church hug. You know what I'm saying? No chest contact, you know, on no man. You understand? I get it. I definitely get it. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's my time for now. Greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. Just in case. I lift things up on your behalf. Just in case. And lift it up on my behalf. On my behalf too. Just in case. Hallelujah.
Remember me that song, Just In Case? I don't make it home tonight. Oh, God. Why would I think of that? Bye, guys. I mean, not bye. See you later. Oh, God. Crazy's enough. He's in the world. Love you. Mwah.